Hey friends, welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast. This is your host, Eric Malzone. And this is the show where I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing entrepreneurs, founders, change makers, and people who are just creatively leading the way through innovation. And it's not only about successes and, and great stories, because you'll definitely get those, but it's also about the personal challenges and the vulnerability that we face along the way. So this show is brought to you by Level 5 Mentors, helping entrepreneurs and founders achieve the highest levels of freedom in five different categories, time, money, relationships, health, and purpose. And if you want to find out how you're doing in those five categories, we got you covered. We got a survey for that. Just go to level5mentors.com forward slash survey, and you can take the free entrepreneurial survey and see how you're doing in each category and see where you have room for improvement because, hey, we can always be improving. So welcome to the show. Let's get on to it. Aylin, Marco, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, this is the first time I have talked to someone or two people from the island of Olan. Elon, is that correct? Um, so thanks for coming on and, and a big thanks to Ken and Druko for, for connecting us and giving us the opportunity to tell your story here on the Black Diamond podcast. So, you know, where I generally like to get started um, is hearing a little bit about your guys' backstory. I know you're, um, you know, within the fitness industry, gym owners, we, we have a lot of similar uh, backgrounds, I guess, through CrossFit and OPEX and, and the whole gym owner journey is, is always interesting. So let's start there. Yeah. Aylin, Marco, give us your backstory. How'd you get to where you are? Yeah, sure. Um, so we were both living in Helsinki. Um, I was studying to be a physiotherapist there. Um, hmm. And we got together with, with Marco there. And uh, during my studying time, I found CrossFit. I uh, got really excited about it, like many others. Um, I got Marco to start it too. And we did it together. Uh, for some time, quite soon after we had started training, I found that this was maybe something I could also teach to others. Hmm. Uh, so I did my level one pretty fast after started training. I had some back- background in like, you know, uh, normal gym training. Uh, I've been horseback riding my whole life. Nice. So always been active and like to do different things um but yeah crossfit was like you could do many different things and you can challenge yourself in so many different ways so as a bit of a competitive person i found it very like yeah it was very fitted fitted well with me and my personality then um and quite soon after I got my level one, I started coaching at the, the gym we were training at. Uh, already that back then, starting to dream about maybe trying to combine physiotherapy with CrossFit coaching somehow. Um, we were already back then talking about someday having a gym somewhere. Um, and I even had a poster from the CrossFit Open 2014 uh, that I had in my wardrobe that now is hanging in our gym Um, and I was thinking back then that this is like this poster is gonna hang in my gym one day 
uh, nowadays. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a little thing. Um, after a few years there in Helsinki, I got a job offer here back in Holland Islands where I've grown up uh, as a physio. So I moved back, uh, worked as a physio in elderly care for a year before um, this gym opened. Um, Marco moved to Holland as well when we had decided that we were gonna do this gym business thing. And we opened up the CrossFit box in 2016. In the middle of the summer, um, I had been working at the local CrossFit box for the year, like on top of my other job um, and seeing it like not really succeed here. I saw many things that could be done differently that I think would, I thought that would maybe work better. Uh, and that was one part of uh, why we also gave it a go and, and opened up. Um, we started out pretty well, um, got a group of members who were with us until we now uh, changed to OPEX a few years later. Um, yeah, the CrossFit model did not really, um, like, it didn't really fit with our, like, basic beliefs in how we wanted to help people. Sure. Um, I always had my physio eyes or physio glasses on, if I can say like that. Yeah, um, sure. I saw people coming in with uh, backgrounds of all kinds of, you know, uh, problems, back problems, knee problems, this and that. And uh, I just saw people basically wasting their time in the group classes doing stuff that they had no business doing. Um, so after we had met James Fitzgerald in Stockholm in, was it 2018? Marco, you remember which year it was? 17 or 18. Yeah, it was in Coaches Congress in Halmstad in Sweden. Um, 17. Yeah, where we also met Ken at the same time. Yeah. Okay, got it. Right, I see it. And yeah, Marco had already been looking to OPEX uh, educations already before that. And just, I got it behind my ear, you know, that this might be something that really like aligns with our beliefs and our vision uh, in what we want to do with the gym. I didn't even know back then that they had gyms as well. So, uh, yeah, it just grew there a bit in our heads for a while. And then Marco did the CCP, OPEX education. And when we went to Gatwick last year, 
we uh, or Marco met Jim and we went to see OPEX Gatwick and talked to the owners there and and last summer we started cooking on uh, changing from CrossFit to to an OPEX gym instead. Um, so during last fall we went through or fall and winter we went through their accelerator business course and I started working on my coach education and then we did the transition in winter uh, we lost basically all our members from the CrossFit model um, which was not very shocking because they had signed up for doing group fitness. Um, And when we announced that we are only going to do individual design from here on, it was not what they, um, it's like not what they had signed up for. So it didn't, it didn't uh, like, uh, how do you say it? Like didn't align with what they wanted to to buy. Yeah. It didn't meet their expectations. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. So maybe you can explain for, for people who, you know, I know the different models you're talking about. And I think um, a lot of people now are very familiar with the CrossFit group class model because it really hasn't changed in 12 years, maybe more. Um, yeah. How is the, what is the individual design model of fitness? What is that? How is that different than maybe like, you know, the group class model, the typical personal training, how, how does it differ? I guess it's easier to explain first what the group class model is. Sure. Or, or what it isn't. Uh, so that they, when you do group class, it's oftentimes defined by the system that the program designer believes is good for everybody which at the same time means that it's not meant for anybody individually. Mm -hmm. So when you have a bunch of people doing movements, it's assuming that everybody are at the same starting level and that they are able to do all the movements in a way that the movement is supposed to work for the body. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. I mean, I, I get it 100%. And, uh, you know, having run both models back when I did own gyms, it was, uh, it, it, CrossFit has this promise of universal scalability. And for people who don't know what that means, it means that, hey, we can take one workout that consists of maybe, you know, squats, pushups, pull-ups, just to keep it simple. And that, you know, no matter how many reps it is or, you know, how much volume or how much is intensity, it doesn't matter because you can just scale it to the individual and everything will be fine. It doesn't really work out that way in practical application, right? Um, anybody who's run a CrossFit class of 10 or more people realizes that the coach during that 60 minutes, which is, we don't even know why it's 60 minutes. I guess it just works in with people's schedules, but, um, the coach is running around trying to modify that workout to every specific individual. So you end up doing some sort of individual design anyway. Right. But just yeah. really shittily done. Um, if that's yeah. even a word. Yeah, or, or like I, I mentioned earlier, like even though you might 
scale it somehow to everybody, it's still not what they need. Um, yeah. They're they're doing something for one hour, but they could spend that one hour doing something that is beneficial for that person. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, define first the goals, what you want to work with, and it it's really rarely that the group class model actually can offer anything that can deliver any function towards those goals. Yeah, 100%. And Marco, I'm curious, what was your background? How did you, how did you get into to this fitness game? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my background is um, customer service in the beginning to start with. Hmm. I got into, well, selling stuff in the 90s. And I got a really good like, um, customer service, education, weekend course back in the days. And I really love that. It's like digging into what the customer is there actually for, asking questions and try to solve those problems. So that was my first thing. Mm -hmm. Then I went into problem solving, basically engineering. I started for car engineering, vehicle engineering for three, four years. I never finished that school because of, um, well, the work didn't really align with what I wanted to do in here. And I ended up starting my own business, which was importing and selling and basically solving customers' problems again. So that. Um, yeah, problem solving again. Yeah. And 2008 came and the shit hit the fan. <laughs> it sure did. Yep. Yeah. And, and it was quite a big downfall from there onwards, which um, ended up in not so, ex, um, not so great business experience which I learned a lot from. Got a nasty letter once from government that I had to deal with. And actually, I got rid of those problems just this year. Oh, wow. So it's been a show that has been going on for like 10 years. That's a, that's a long time, man. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, my sporting background is not so sporty actually i have been quite competitive always without understanding it i did some car racing and, and had some little running in there when i was a young kid and that kind of stuff but basically i just started training in 2013 when alien introduced me to crossfit and i went all in it's like seriously went all in yeah, I remember many, some days. <laughs> I remember some days going for the morning class and then showing up in the afternoon for the second go for the same class, <laughs> just because it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and when Alien started looking for these um, coaching educations, and I started googling about it, I found OPEX. I think it was OPT back then. And 
it has kind of like stuck in the back of my head ever since there was something in it that I really liked. And when we eventually opened this business, I really started thinking about like, what do I want to do? Because I wasn't still sure that I have enough work in this business. It was mainly meant to be like income source for Elin. I was all, all the time thinking like, where can I get income from here? And I have loved weightlifting a lot since I started crossfitting. Really dialed in into all the Catalyst Athletic books and video libraries, technique videos, everything. Always snatched and clean and jerked before the classes. And oh man, the coaches hated me for that. <laughs> CrossFit books. Uh, so I started having uh, specialized weightlifting classes in here. They went really well. People liked how I was coaching and delivering them the technique work and programming and that stuff. And I got some self-confidence from there to start running actual classes. So remember that this place is a Swedish-speaking part of Finland and I don't really speak Swedish. And these people don't really speak Finnish, which is my native language. So I had to run all the classes in English. And I still managed to teach people how to lift weights. So I started really thinking like, what is my future in this? Because I really like to coach people and teach people things. Then I went back to looking at the OPEC stuff and then we met James in the Coaches Congress 2017 and that was it. Like, I made my mind there. I want to be a CCP coach. OPEX CCP coach and the rest is history. That's awesome. So, you know, guys looking at, at your business now, um, first of all, you made a scary transition, right? Let's talk about that. You, you said, but what was that like? Did you just tell your clients, your CrossFit gym clients, Hey, we're, we're now going to this model. You can stay if you want, but this is what it is now. Or how did you handle that then transition from the classical Cross the group model to this new individual design model. Yeah, we uh, we dropped the bomb on them basically by sending everybody an email first. Hmm. Um, or before that, we actually talked to a group of members uh, who had been with us for almost the whole time we have been open. We talked to them first, introduced what we are going to do, uh, and tried to like make them excited about it um, first. And we sent everybody an email, uh, explain what, what and why we're going to do this transition uh, and how it's gonna look afterwards. We offered people to stick around, uh, still doing uh, a general program for some time. Um, in a kind of a group class setting. So we ran like um, both models at the same time for, for this, like the winter, spring. Um, but when we um, were transitioning over, another CrossFit gym opened up uh, here on Oland or in, in this uh, like area. So, uh, 
most or almost all of our clients uh, left from here. Uh, so we we had to just build a new base of clients. We had some because we had been running the individual design model already for almost a year when we did this transition. So we had, it was not like a complete, uh, like one day we did the, the group model, next day we're doing only individual design. We had been working on this for, for almost a year already and trying it out and seeing that this is what we want to do. Uh, so yeah, it was, I mean, and almost at the same time as we uh, lost all our members, the COVID hit and we didn't know if we were gonna be able to stay open. We have been, luckily, like one of the very few gyms in like the whole world or something feels like. <laughs> so we have been open uh, this whole time, of course, with, with some precautions and and uh, like we didn't have so many members or clients training here anyway so we never had a problem of it being crowded um so so those who were training here felt very safe and um we could we could keep on going as we had planned of course we saw a, a drop in interest towards us when when Finland went into lockdown, um, it, it went quiet like over a night almost. But we kept one thing that we have been very like consistent with is just um, showing ourselves in social media. Mm. Like being very consistent in putting out um, content all the time so that people would just see us over and over again um, so that when this calms down we might be on the radar to contact to get help to get what type of content are you guys putting out there because i know uh you know a lot of fitness professionals and gym owners you know know that they need to be putting out content but maybe they they're putting out the wrong time right wrong kinds of content right what what do yeah. you what 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 are the general guidelines that you guys look at when you're doing pushing social media out there? Um, so we've been, we've been testing this out a little bit because one of the main things in the beginning was to, um, well, we had to tell our surroundings that we have changed. We are not group training anymore. We're now doing individual design um, and maybe a bit like, what is that? Um, and why you should do it. But one of the basic things that I, I do all the, the po like our posting. So it's, it's showing that we really care about base, the basic things in health and taking care of yourself. Um, we talk about the basic lifestyle guidelines, BLGs in OPEX and it's everything from how how many times you chew your food to how much water you drink every day um, do you move every day how is your sleep routine um, how do you wind down at night before you go to bed 
um, all those things in life that adds up to you feeling better and in the end also you can perform better in the gym and in life at your work with your uh, play with your kids uh, and so on so those those are the things that we really like to talk about not only with our clients on a daily basis but also with the people who see us in facebook and instagram and wherever they follow us yeah yeah you're offering value and you know we're a lot of uh you know the fitness profession for years is like well you know if i'm a, a trainer if i just flash my six-pack abs and i'll attract clients and uh you know, that's not, right. no, that's not what, what you guys are trying yeah, to no. do. You're trying to offer value, right? And yeah. educate. I would, I would also like to say that we are trying to define the fitness mm-hmm. a bit differently. It's like the fitness is exactly that what Alien just explained rather than ability to do hundreds war balls in 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. It's like, what it's something that actually matters in life right right yeah it's applicable and give you know people are not familiar with with the gym industry or the fitness industry too and i'm i'm gonna give this probably a terrible analogy but imagine that you open a restaurant and you serve pizza right and a lot of people kind of like your pizza they kept coming back for your pizza and then all of a sudden you say you know what we're actually going to still serve you food but we're going to serve you sushi and that's what's starting now. So it was a huge risk, right, for you guys to make this move because you had clientele, you know. Um, yeah. And I think it's something that a lot of people, uh, I know I faced a decision like that and I didn't do it. I just, I'm like, I don't want to rock the boat too much. I got, you know, too much, too much hinder on this. When you, when you made that decision, was it scary? Was it, or did you feel confident? Like, what, wh- walk us through the emotions of making that call. Oh, it, was, it was definitely scary. But at the same time, ever since we started talking about having this business, we talked about Ellen's vision on helping people to stay away from the elderly care system. If you have ever visited those places where old pensioners are taken care of, they are not Mm. happy places to be in. No. So people have really given up there. They, they, the pensioners oftentimes they smile only when their relatives are visiting the place and all the other time they are just living miserable life and that's basically the foundation or the foundation thought that we had when we opened this gym up like to keep people healthy and vital until it's time to go yeah, that's um, yeah, it's like we thought that the group model and CrossFit would have been a great way to deliver it. Turned out that <laughs> it was a very, really terrible way to deliver it for multiple different reasons. So when we found out this, that there is another way to do it, we were so happy about it that it wasn't so scary anymore to do the transition because it felt right. That's exactly what we want to do, to have like fulfilling work as a coach and a business owner. Yeah, 
That's awesome. And I mean, it is, uh, the, what's happening to right now, as you guys feel is, is a, a forced, you know, there's an evolution in the fitness industry coming, but this is just happening way faster than we, we thought it would due to COVID and the pandemic. Um, and hopefully, and I say this with even just a little bit of doubt in my own voice, but hopefully there's a bigger focus on health, right? Um, yeah. Versus just weight loss or whatever it may be. You know, I, I think we're going to have to see some kind of transition towards, hey, how do we stay healthier? Doing all these little things you're talking about. Hey, go get some sun every day. Eat your food correctly. Drink enough water. What's in your water? right? Like all these questions, a lot of people just go through life without asking. Um, I think, you know, if you guys are looking yeah, long-term, go ahead. Those are a little, like, those are the boring, boring things. I mean, it's much yeah. cooler uh, to do keto or um, some six-week challenge or boot camp or, you know, something that, you know, it's, it's different uh, from what you are doing right now. Um, and it gives you maybe fast results. Uh, so, so the reward is, you know, comes quickly, but, and everybody knows that, you know, you should eat vegetables and you should sleep seven to eight hours. Most people know those things. Um, but it's, it's uh, somehow really difficult to, make those basic things sexy enough it is i agree yeah <laughs> but they make a huge difference <laughs> uh yes. what, um, yeah so give me some insights as, as far as the business you guys are running now um and and fast forward i i, I kind of know a little bit but the transition was successful for you guys right i mean you, you guys are doing you've uh, yeah how did it turn out um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we we have been running uh, through this this COVID uh, pretty well. Um, it's uh, I mean, and I know that Jim also have been talking about this with us, and and you know you you have to have also some some cash on your account. Yes. For these things, um, we have all learned this year that anything can happen. Uh, and as a business, you just, you have to have some kind of buffer if shit ha hits the fan. Like you can't live uh, month to month. Um, it may be every now and, a, now and then you have to because of, you know, these things happen, but then you have to get that the cash back in your account uh, so that you can survive a few months if if you are to do a transition like this or um, yeah, <laughs> pandemic hits, hits the fans again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are um, at the moment, it's a, it, this is a good time of the year. Um, summer is over. Um, people are coming back from vacation. Things are starting to move again. Um, and I mean, we we are only two coaches here in the gym so we have a limit to how many clients we can serve uh, per coach before we have to uh, hire 
more people, which is uh, a challenge to, to find the right individual to coach together with us. Um, yeah, it's, it's looking bright. Yeah. In and, my and opinion. Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, for, uh, you know, we'll see what happens through the fall and how, you know, virus rates, um, infection rates and all that change. But yeah, I think one of the things you guys have going for you with this new model is that you can control the flow of the traffic in your gym much easier. Right. Um, am I wrong with that? I mean, you can't, you're not, your model isn't packing 20 sweaty people into the room in one time and having them share yeah. and or run around. I mean, that's, that's a huge benefit. Yeah, there was actually one really interesting study from Korea about how the virus spreads and in what kind of a like a gym setting it actually spreads around. Yeah, I'm really happy that we are not doing that kind of stuff that we were doing earlier because the study clearly pointed out that the virus didn't spread in classes where people were mostly stationary. Mm-hmm. And did their thing on their spot rather than how it had spread on classes such as dancing classes where people moved a lot, breath heavily, etc. etc. So I, yeah. I think that it went like this. There was two instructors who had been infected and they had been running high intensity classes and yoga classes. And the spread in the yoga classes was zero. That makes you think, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. And I mean, you see models here in North America, CrossFit, uh, F45, Orange Theory. Um, models just completely became almost irrelevant overnight. It was just crazy. Yeah. Like it just, you couldn't, you know, F45's model alone is like, hey, let's pack people in, get them moving around in a circuit, share all the equipment. Um, as, you know, the, the more people and the sweatier it is, the better. And uh, yeah, just yeah. I, I feel bad for the people who have those models, but it's just, it's the way it is. That's the way it goes. When, um, so who is, who is an ideal client for you? And then what is the experience they have when they start working with you guys? How is it, how is it unique and different? We actually work with quite big variants of different clients. So, um, I would say that the ideal client is a person who is willing to put in the effort in actually listening and changing things in their lives. So if you're looking for a quick fix, then it's not really good I'll, you won't be very good fit in here but if you're willing to play the long game and you understand that fitness is not 12 weeks of high intensity or crash diets or something but you understand that fitness is something that you need to keep working on basically all your life right then we can start to have the conversations on how how we should work on it One of the things I've, uh, I've noticed too, and I've been talking about on, on a couple of my fitness related shows is that what we're seeing now is a higher value 
put on the professional coach. So if you're actually a professional health coach or fitness coach, there's no matter what happens, right? Whether you're, you, you get to see someone in person or you're working with them remotely, you're doing you know Zoom video calls, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what the tools are that you have at your hand. You can still help someone be successful in achieving and reaching their goals. Now, the model that's different is like, hey, let's say you're a, a typical fitness trainer who needs to see someone in person and you get paid by the hour and um, you know, need to watch them, you know, do their dumbbell curls and lunge while you, you know, hold your cup of coffee. Like that, it just doesn't seem like that's going to be relevant anymore. You know, if you're a coach, no matter what happens, you're still part of the big picture, right? You're part of someone's life. You're integrated with what they do. Um, and even though their goals may shift over time, they're always going to need you in their corner as a strategist, as a, you know, um, someone who can help them implement a plan that's unique to them. And, can fit their, their restrictions within their life. I mean, I, I think that's something that you guys are, are well set up for. Yeah. I mean, uh, compared to, to the group model where, where it basically, uh, or what it is, is that you, you pay to come in and do a class where someone is telling you what to do for an hour. Um, but in this model, you, the basic thing is that you hire a coach and it's not only about the training. So if the gym closes, you can still coach that person because they will still need coaching and, and guidance in whatever they are doing outside the gym. Um, they still will need to move, keep moving and they still need to, keep track on their their nutrition it might be even more important when when uh, you can't uh, live your life as normally like now during the the covid when you were maybe stuck in home or you couldn't uh, you, you were working from home and so on maybe it's even more important then to to keep those good habits that you have been working on um so it's more like having someone in your corner uh, instead of uh, just uh, like, a, like a personal trainer who you go to see for an hour, uh, who looks at you when you're and counting your reps when you're doing squats or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's completely different in that way. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I think it's here to stay, you know, obviously it's, um, I think it's going to get a lot of juice. It's going to get a lot of, uh, this model is going to get a lot more opportunity now, right? Because people are still going to need For accountability. Sure. They're still going to need a, a knowledge. You're going to need all of those things, encouragement. And, um, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, what if you guys, uh, we're going to just give a general message to maybe CrossFit gym owners who are thinking right now, like, Hmm, should I be doing this? What, uh, what what would you say to them? Tough one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I think I the think first you need... question is, you have to first talk with yourself about what you want to really deliver. Because mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're promising people a sweaty hour, then the group model might work. But if you are actually promising to deliver results and keep them 
safe, then it's a completely different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. As a group model, you have to also be okay with people coming and going. Like th that's just part of uh, of that model. Like people will come and they might stay for two months. They might stay for two years. Um, they might come and go also like they, they stick around for a while, they go away. You have no idea what they're doing. They come back. Um, and if you're okay with that, fine. Um, but we weren't really. <laughs> and that's why, because um, every per person who left uh, felt like a failure in a way. We couldn't help the person. Uh, with the model that we were running and that didn't feel right. Um, so the clients we have now, we can, we can help them with what they need. So they don't have to go and search for something else yeah, that would we also work know better what for they... them. Yeah, we also know what they want. So we can actually deliver what they need right. in the group model. Even though we were trying to have all the athlete check-ins and whatnot in the group model, you never got to have proper conversations. You never really understood what most of the people wanted. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, so different. You yeah, you can do in the typical group class models, maybe you do a 30 minute introduction, right? And uh, you sign them up and that's it. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Kind of on their own. Um, they come for a workout and that's about it. So it's, it's, it's a really different, it's a significant mind shift. And um, yeah, I applaud you guys for making the, the shift. It, it's a bold move, but I think you followed, you know, what you truly believe in your philosophy. And that's ultimately what matters because, you know, as a business owner, especially small business owner, you're really your business kind of extension of who you are. And uh, yeah. whether that's a good or healthy thing, I don't know, but it is what it is. And you have to be, you know, uh, people notice those, that, that energy or that they just pick up on it, right? They pick up on if there's really, if you're really into it, if you're really behind it and, you know, for lack of better term, which is overused, if you have passion for it. So I, uh, yeah, I, I celebrate what you guys are doing. I think it's great. And, um, if people want to find out more about your gym or if they want to follow you guys on social media or maybe shoot you whatever a message and, and get a hold of you and ask you some questions about what you're doing, uh, where, where do you do Where do you guys direct people? Uh, we are uh, on Facebook, uh, Opex Arland and Instagram the same. Um, if anyone wants to shoot me an email, I'm Elin at opexarland.com. Um, any questions or anyone want to do a call and ask like if they are interested in in uh, ditching the <laughs> group model i mean we can always dis discuss pros and cons because it's um, to be honest it's not easier to do this kind of model than a group model um it, it's more work to be honest like um it, it's different but it's also amazingly rewarding when you get to help your clients on such a, a deep level 
that we do. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you for, uh, I don't even know what time it is over there, but I presume it's later on your Friday. Um, I appreciate it. 9 p.m. Friday oh, wow. evening. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You guys spend your Friday <laughs> night with me. Thank you. Yeah, I it's awesome. It. <laughs> um, it's been fun. Better, better than any happy hour, right? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, I, I love what you guys are doing. I appreciate coming on and, and, and sharing your story. And I look forward to uh, following all of your, your future success. So um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan and Marco, thank you. Thank, thank you for having us. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Eric Malzone. Don't leave yet. I have a few more requests for you. So if you got value out of this podcast, I ask you to do a few things. Number one, go to wherever you're listening, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe to the show. Number two, while you're there, if you feel that we earned it, please leave us a nice review. Number three, share it. Whether it be social media, email, texting, whatever it may be, I'm sure you know somebody who would get value out of this episode just like you did. So please go ahead and share it. And that's how we get the word out. So it's really valuable and super appreciative. It only takes a minute of your time. Next, if you know of somebody, including yourself, who would be a great guest for the show, please head on over to level5mentors.com, L-E-V-E-L, the number five, mentors.com. Get in touch with me, let me know what you're thinking, uh, make an introduction, whatever it may be. You can also get me directly in my email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, at level5mentors.com. Lastly, if you just wanna chat, you want to find out more, if you want to expand on some ideas, I love hearing from the audience. So go ahead and hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. You also have my email already. So I love to hear from you. I'm always looking for ways to improve the show and I'm always looking to have great conversations. So don't hesitate to reach out. And once again, thank you for listening to the Black Diamond Podcast and you can expect a lot more from us.